Hi, and thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. We know that this episode today is going to bless your life and take your vision to the next level. We hope that you can share it, subscribe, and be a part of what God is doing right here at Carleton University, around the world, at Campus Rush. Um, I, I've, uh, I've come to a realization, even the more, this year, more than ever, give space for God to be God. Like, just let him be who he wants to be. Many times we invite um, you know, uh, God and his presence, but we don't literally invite Jesus and his person. And we're going to begin to seek after the person of Jesus, the fullness of who he is. I'm starting a two-part series just this week and next week. Uh, we have our night of worship on the 30th, and then shortly after that, we go into a new series for um, the month of February, uh, where we'll talk a lot more about relationships and all those type of things. So I want us to talk about for the next two weeks, this week and the next, just really simple, um, uh, a topic or a series that I call Heavenly Hills. Heavenly Hills. Say that after me. Say Heavenly Hills. Hills. Yeah. And the sermon title for tonight is King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Um, I'm super excited to get into this word tonight. Um, One thing I've come to know about God is that God would never bring you, Shana, from that wall to your seat for you to stay in that seat. And it's like God would never bring you from Cornwall to Ottawa for you to remain the same. Wherever you've come from, God never brought you from there to here to remain the same way. He's a God that will walk with you through the valley. He's a God that will walk with you on the hilltop. He's a God that will be with you through it all. And again, he doesn't leave you nor forsake you. He's the God that I love so much. He's a God that will literally look at you as you're making mistakes and still love you as if you haven't made any. He's the God that also answers by fire. He also comes as a still small voice outside the cave when you're afraid. He's the God that is believing in levels. He believes in bringing one person from glory to glory, from stage to stage, from grace to grace, and from age to age. He never brings you one place for you to stay there. Matter of fact, if you look at it, even in school, The goal for school is never for you to go into grade one and stay in grade one. Am I telling the truth? The goal for you is to go from class one to grade two to grade three and to graduate elementary. Then you go to what? High school. From high school, you go to what? University or college. And from there, you begin to go into what they call the real world. Life was never designed for you to walk to a certain point and stay in a certain point. If you've gotten to a point where you're stuck... And you've gone to a point where you feel as though, I'm, I'm, I know I'm supposed to be further, but I'm not walking out the fruition of, of God's plan for me. I want you to know that there's hope for you. I want you to know that there's good news. There's, oh, that's a good place to give God thanks. There's hope for you. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope for you. He'll never bring you into a place to leave you in that place. Matter of fact, God is a God of growth, Pastor Nana. Do you know that it's so interesting that even though you came in the form of a seed and you were fertilized as that seed with an egg, you started and your development began to happen in the womb of your mother and you grew and grew to the point whereby the womb could no longer hold you and the stomach could no longer hold you. For some of you, you're at the point whereby what is inside of the womb of God must come out this year. This is my first Thursday preaching of the year. You got to make me feel like I'm preaching, preacher. There are some visions and some plans in your life that the womb of the spirit is tired of holding you. Uh, uh, God is tired of you being just 
the, the, the step away from achieving all that he wants you to achieve. You know, God is actually tired of near success syndrome. You know what that means? That means that any time you get close to a breakthrough, you get scared of the breakthrough. Or something happens and the devil tries to take it away from you. This is not the year for near success syndrome. This is not the year to just be in the womb of an idea. This is the year where you begin to walk in the promises of God. You won't be held into the womb. I feel like preaching. Oh, I know. This is the year that everything that's in the womb of God concerning your destiny will be birthed out by the end of this year. I prophesy to you if you're under the sound of my voice. By this year's end, every vision, every imagination, every creative idea, every witty invention will be birthed in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout yes. Tap three people say it's happening, it's happening. We were never designed, Pastor Nan, ever. We were, in fact, the moment, I love this, the moment you come out of the womb, that's why the whole process of a child coming out or a baby coming out of the womb of the mother is called what? Yeah, it's not a trick question. It's called, it's called labor. What does that mean? That means that it's work. For you to birth out everything that God has placed on the inside of you is labor. It's work. You know, you can't just sit down expecting doors to open. It doesn't work like that. You, you don't just sit down expecting things to happen. No, it doesn't work like that. There's something called labor. Labor means that you're exuding energy. It means that you're exuding energy. I told you from the beginning that God is a God that goes from one level to the next level. One glory to the next glory. If I'm on this level, when I climb up, God's design for me is not to rest at level one, but is to labor to level two. And when you get to level two, it's to labor to level three. So we're going to look at it this, this for these next two weeks. We're looking at the topic, Heavenly Hills. And I'm going to talk to you about the pursuit of getting to where you need to get to. I'm going to talk to you about ascending the hill. We're going to end off this series with our, our worship night called Ascend. And everything will wrap together so beautifully. And so let's go uh, to Psalm 24, verses 3, and let's pick it up from there. Are you still with me? The Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And it says, the world and they that dwell therein. Verse 2. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Can you read verse 3 with me? We're going to read it together. All right, one, two, three, and go. Well, we weren't confident. Let's do this one more time. All right, one, two, three, and go. It's 2020. Go. Let's read that one more time with some power, all right? One, two, three, and go. This is a question, Pastor. Who will ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who will stand in his holy place? This is David, and he's articulating this. David, a man who knows God, a man after God's own heart, is saying this. He says, but who, who will, who will? What is the criteria to be found in the presence of God? What is the criteria to be close to God and close proximity to him? He says that who will ascend to the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in the holy place? That implies two things. Number one, that there is such a thing called the hill of the Lord. If there's a question and David's asking the question, who is going to go there? That means that that is a place. Yes or no? Yes or no? That means that that is a place. Who shall ascend? That means that there is a place called the hill of the Lord. Someone shout hill of the Lord. And number two, if, if, if we're talking about a holy place and who shall stand in the holy place, that means that there is also such a thing called the holy place. Do you agree with me? There's such a thing called the holy place. Now, theologians, Pastor Ryan, would like to say that the, the, whole, that the, the hill of the Lord is actually the highest heaven where God dwells. That's what a lot of theologians would like to say. Uh, some other people would say that the hill of the Lord is, is, is you know, in, in earthly uh, comparison can be compared to, uh, you know, the, the times of old, Mount Moriah, where a lot of people would go and, and, and they would go and they would worship God and, and they would go and, and they would sacrifice and, and they would do things there, uh, and, and uh, rather Mount Zion, sorry, and they would go and they would sacrifice. And so that is equivalent to what people would say as the hill of the Lord. And, and, and if you look even within the scripture, when you're talking about the topic of ascend, let's just define this so that we know exactly what we're working with today. So ascend essentially means to actively mount 
or to climb, to actively mount or to climb. That means that you cannot ascend if you are at one level and you put no effort. Yes or no? Would I be ascending if I'm here? No, I'm just, I'm here. I'm just at one level. But the moment that I begin to lift up my leg, this is the process of ascending. You see, ascending doesn't mean arrival. Ascending means labor. Am I preaching to somebody here? Ascending means that I'm laboring. It means that, you know what, I may not be a prayer warrior, but last year I prayed for 15. This year I prayed for 30. I'm ascending. It means that I may not be able to fast 21 days, but I did 12. It means that I'm ascending. As long as you're making process, you are. And so he says, who shall ascend? It means who will labor? Who will labor to the hill of the Lord? The hill is the goal. But the process is the laboring to get to the hill of the Lord. Everybody wants to be where God is. But who wants to climb to see him? Who will climb to see him? Why? Because your perspective determines how you will see a thing. You can be on the ground and think the city you're living in is so small. You go up to the scene tower. That's when you realize the GTA is huge. When you begin to go to a certain height, you have a different perspective, and then comes a different appreciation. So for a lot of you, what you're saying is, God, I, I, I literally last year, my relationship with you was like up, down, up, down. But this year, I want to be on a different level with you. You know what you're actually saying is, this year, I want to ascend. This year, I want to, I don't want to just arrive. I want to, I need to ascend. I need to get to that level. I need to get to where you are. Anybody want to be where God is? He lives in us, but there's still a place that we can get to. Do you want to be where God is? Shout yes. The scripture essentially means who will come up. It's an invitation. Nick, it's saying, but who will come up? David's saying, God, who will come up to see you at the hill? Who will come up? To stand in your holy place. Another way of looking at the holy places is who will be in a place that, that, that they can minister unto God. Who, who will minister unto God? The criteria is very simple. Verses, verse 4. Let's go to the next one. Can you read this with me? One, two, three, and go. That's our problem. Who will ascend? That means there's an invitation. One. It means that there is a destination. Two, but then there is also a criteria. There's specifics in this. Who will ascend the hill of the Lord? Who will stand in the holy place? Two things. Those with what? Clean hands and clean hands and pure hearts. Clean hands. Can I ask you a question? A reflective question. A rhetorical question. How clean are your hands? How pure is your heart? Who will labor? You know, the Bible says it in Matthew. It says, only the pure in heart will see God. So what it's telling us is that there is a direct correlation between your revelation and the development of your revelation and way of your seeing of God and the heart condition and your hands. There is a correlation. It doesn't mean that you can just live your life anyhow and expect to walk in an incredible anointing. It doesn't work that way. I, I used to say something a long time ago. I used to say that, you know what, a people who are living their lives, um, you know, contrary to the way that God wants to live, God wants us to live or has called us to live, and are still operating in anointing, it's only for a little time. Only for a short while. What do I mean by that? I mean that, God is the only boss, and I wish you to say, God is the only boss that will fire you and not tell you. You know, some of you guys have bosses. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll send you notice. You will know you're fired. <laughs> All right, I need you to pack up everything in your office and get out of here. I need you. They will, they will tell you you're fired. In fact, before they tell you, many times, you know you're fired. You did something. You know. I know. You know what? I fire myself. I quit. Before you can fire me, let me fire myself. So that doesn't look bad on my documentation. So you were laid off from, no, 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 no. I quit the job. <laughs> you know, when you say I quit, it's like you have some ownership over the situation. They weren't treating me right. I quit the job. No, 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 no. What was happening was that even in that place, there may have been some instances where your hands weren't clean and your heart wasn't pure. 
Anyway, let's leave that. Let's leave that. So, God is the only boss that will fire you and not tell you. So you'll be working and working and working, and you could be working with unclean hands and an unpure heart, and God will never tell you to stop singing or to stop worshiping or to stop coming to church or to stop doing your ministry. No, none of that will change. But if you are a spiritual person, which I know everybody in this room is a spiritual person, as you begin to allow the anointing of God to work on your life, there will be an instant where you'll see that the anointing won't work the way it used to. Oh, who am I talking to here? The anointing won't be, it won't be as real as it used to. It's like you're, you're, you used to pray for your mom, and when you pray for her, things happen. And it's like you're praying, and answers is delaying and delaying and delaying and delaying. It's not that God has stopped being God. It's not that God has closed the heavens. It's that there may be some impurity. And do you know how impurity happens, Pastor Ryan? How does your heart get messed up? Conversations. Somebody can tell you uh, uh, the most evil thing about Pastor Kizito. I mean, that guy is terrible. I mean, I, I just, and go on and on and on, and you loved him. But before you leave that coffee, that, that Starbucks date, before you leave that study date, before you guys have that dinner, by the time you leave, all of a sudden, now your heart is poisoned. Because the Bible said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right, So that means that the devil is not after you to sin. The devil is after your heart and your hand. Can I teach here tonight? The devil is after your hands and your heart spiritually. What I'm saying is that he wants to make sure that you get to such a point where you're poisoned by the place or poisoned about the same place that you've been eating from. So he'll begin to lie to you to say that this church is too big. You're not loved. You're just a number. And you begin to say things like, like, oh, those people, they're not really worshiping God. They're probably living a double life. And they're probably do and before you know it, now there's rumors that you believe about your pastor, the same person issuing and giving you life every week. Now you're uh-oh. But have you seen the car he drives? Have you seen the house they live in? Have you seen the clothes that they wear? If I that is that is advanced English. It means, what's, what's your issue? Or does it concern you? <laughs> Whether I come here in a garbage bag, if I come here in a garbage bag, people will talk. The pastor's wearing a garbage bag. If I come here with designer from top to bottom, the pastor's wearing designer from top. So what do you want me to do? change. But you know why? I love God. Because he's such a God that he doesn't care or look at the outward. He looks internally. He looks at the inward man. He looks at what's happening on the inward and inside of you. So everything that you portray may just be very well for your own satisfaction. I just like fashion. That's why I dress the way. You see, so you, if you don't know the reasoning behind which somebody does something, then you judge them. So what happens is this is how rumors start. This is how your heart is poisoned. And then this is how you don't ascend to the hill of the Lord. Can I have a few guys come up? Pastor Kizito, since I've been using you, Nick, come here. Uh, Pastor Nana, come here. All that whole role, just come. Pastor uh, Kizito, can you stand up here? You're going to be God for this one, okay? Pastor Nana, you're going to be... Going to God. You're going to be trying and desiring to go on, okay? Now, this is what's happening. I need two guys. Oh, so sorry. You can go back. One person, you're going to come on this side. Beautiful. All right. And you're going to face Pastor Nana like this. Both of you, I want you to hold his hand as he's trying to go up, okay? This is what the Lord showed me. And this is what we're talking about in the scripture. We're looking at the scripture. Who shall ascend? That's a question. It means that there's an invitation. It also means there's a destination. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Only those with clean hands and a pure heart. We began to discuss the fact that when it's to go with issues of the heart or issues of the hand and the pride of life and the lust of the flesh, what happens is that this doesn't just come by spirits. Let me clarify something. A spirit is not just going to come and show up in your house. 
Okay? You can have a principality that can come and show in your house. And you will feel that there's some demonic stuff that's not right in this. You can feel it. You can sense it. And when you do, bind it. Someone shout, bind it. Bind it. Some of you guys don't live with demons. Though. Bind them. When you don't feel something, you feel something's off, begin to speak out in the spirit. Bind that thing. Listen, go look at Ephesians 6. Put on the whole armor of God, praying in the spirit. And you'll begin to see all that. Okay, so Pastor Nana is trying to ascend the hill. Could you do it on the side so they can see your feet? There we go, beautiful. Pastor Nana is trying to ascend to the hill of the Lord. That's where God is. So once he ascends, then there he will stand. You get what I'm saying? You first have to get there. Then you can stand there. You can't stand in a place where you're not. So you first stand. You first get there. Then you stand there. So Pastor Nana is trying to ascend into the hill of the Lord. And as he's doing so, you guys are going to try to stop him from ascending. Okay? Here we go. One, two, three, and action. Okay, so he's trying to ascend. He's trying to get to the first level, all right? He's trying, or rather the second level. He's trying to go up. He's trying to go up. But you know what's holding him down? It's not even the demon. It's the spirit and the demon inside a man or a woman. And it's that spirit in the man or the woman that's beginning to whisper to them to say, where you're going to, you don't need to be. You know, it's the most subtle things. It's the most subtle things. It's not actually like, you know, don't go to church. It's actually, it's stuff like this. It's, you don't need God to be successful. Oh. It's, it's little conversations, boys. It's like, it's, it's small things. It's not like big things. Like, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to put my car outside your house. You will not go to church today. Like, it's not, <laughs> I mean, if you have somebody like that, I pray for your deliverance. Come out in Jesus' name. Be snatched. Be snatched. Be snatched. <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes to, to, to matters that have to do with you, the devil will always find the method that easiest uh, that, that you are easy, uh, easily swayed by or easily tempted. Why do you think that while Jesus was fasting for 40 days and he was in the mountains and he was praying and he was fasting, do you think at that moment if Satan was to bring a car, or a chariot with horses. Do you think Jesus would, would be tempted by that? No. He doesn't need that. What he needed was food. So the enemy will always tempt you in the place where he knows you're weak. So that means that the enemy will always come to sow seeds in your heart and to dirty your hands in places where he knows you're weak. So if that is the basis, then that means that he will come not by somebody you don't know. But by somebody in your circle. Someone down. Oh, no, not someone down your road. No, 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 in Jesus' name. <laughs> but, but somebody that you know. He will come in the, in the form of your friend. Or come in the form of a sister. Come in the form of somebody who has the ability to poison and sow seeds of discourse inside your heart so that you will not ascend. But you see, there's a scripture that I love so much. It's in Psalms 121. And the Bible says that I will lift up my eyes. Unto the hills, from whence cometh my help? And said so the Bible says, "For my help comes from my help comes from who? Help comes from homework. Help comes from education. Help comes from no. But my help comes from the Lord." And it says, "The Maker of what heavens and." So that means that as you are in this, this battle, this pursuit of, of going forth, the one thing you need to have, and number one, write this down: you need to make sure. See, Pastor Nana, his eyes are not even on God right now. You can't go to a place that God hasn't first shown you. You see, many times through the scripture, you begin to see God shows the men and women of God places. Then they begin to go. He shows them, I'm going to bring you to this point. He may not show in full, Nick, but he will show to a certain degree. So you know, at least I'm going to this point. Are you with me? So what needs to happen is the first thing that you need in this pursuit to make sure that your hands are clean and that your heart is pure is to make sure that your vision is always clear. You are always looking at the Father, the maker of heaven and earth. Where I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. If we're talking about the king of the hill, that means your eyes must be on the king of the hill. So what happens is as your eyes are on God, God then comes forth. Pastor, would you come down? And he says this, I see that this year in 2020, you've decided to make it a point to ascend. So because you're trying to ascend to get to me, I'm so much God, but so much fear your heart or I can feel your heartbeat that I will meet you halfway. Uh, 
You aren't here tonight. You're not here tonight. Come on. Where's my church at tonight, guys? He's so much God, but he feels the compassion and he feels the pursuit in man that he will come down from his hill. And what he will say is, you know what? I will help you since your eyes are on me. Have you guys remember anybody uh, went to elementary school here in Canada? Let me see if I raise a hand. Put them real high. Come on, be proud. We Canadians. Amen. Do you, I don't know if you guys ever played this game. Do you remember playing the game King of the Hill? Remember that game? You remember it? What was the purpose of the game? To be the king of the hill, to go up to the top of the hill. So it meant that everybody is trying to get to the top of the hill. That means that you'll do whatever it takes to make sure that the person you're running with won't get to the hill. You know, this is what God ministered to me. The people that are around you, it's not that they don't want you to get to the hill. But what they'll do is that they'll sow seeds in your heart so that you won't want to get to the hill. <laughs> it's not like they don't have any benefit in getting it. To them, they don't care. But they want to make sure that you will lose all pursuit for wanting to get here. So because you've entered into the year 2020, what God is saying, because you've been here and you are here on a Thursday night, it shows that you're in the process of ascending. So tonight God is coming down and because your eyes are on him, oh my God, he's breaking off distractions off of you. He's breaking off distractions. He's purifying your heart. Create of me a clean heart and renew a right spirit inside of me. That way he will help you ascend onto the hill of the Lord. From glory to glory, from grace to grace, from stage to stage, and from age to age. We serve the living God. Yahweh is his name. Elohim is his name. And he's in the building introducing the king of the hill. Shout yes. He's here. He's in the building. He's in the building. He's in the building. That's why I took so long in taxiing to make sure that the king was in the room. Because once the king is in the room, anything is possible. You know, there's something interesting. When you look at Luke, you look at Luke 15, and the Bible says that there was a man who had two sons. And the Bible says one son was great and, you know, he was the older one. One son was a younger one and he wanted to go out and take his, all of his savings for wild living. And the Bible says after he spent all his money on wild living, Pastor Nana, then he decided because he saw that he was with the pigs and he said, this is not where I'm supposed to be living. My father is a king. <sighs> There's a lot of us in this place. We're at level one. But God has called us to level three. We don't want to get there because we become comfortable at level one. We don't want to ascend. We don't want to work. We don't want to labor. But I told you the beginning and I'm going to say it again. God never designed you to stay where you are. You were never designed to stay where you are. Even though you're young today, tomorrow you'll be growing older and older and older. Every day we get older and older and older. You're not designed to stay at a level. We're meant to be dynamic, not static. We're not meant to stay in one place. So when you stay at a place for too long, then you become frustrated God why why haven't you answered me and God why are my bills piled up and God why are you not coming at the nick of time and God says it's not me it's you you have to see yourself with being or you have to see yourself as being with me at the top of the hill you got to see yourself you got to see yourself there so the Bible says that the king had two sons when the son realized and he came to himself you know what that means? A lot of us are going to come to ourselves this year. Matter of fact, this moment right now as I speak, as I speak right now in this atmosphere, many of you who are not living the way that God has designed you to live right now, God says that you're moving into all that he has for you. Someone shout out, receive it. You're moving into the fruition and the manifestation of this year. Everything God has for you, God is about to give it to you. The, the, the rewards that you need, God is giving it to you. The finances you need, God is giving it to you. The, oh my gosh, I even see, oh, the, that this year God doesn't want you to be a borrower, but a lender. Oh my God. Woo. I feel it tonight. The Bible says, the Bible says, oh my gosh. The Bible says, then the son came to himself. Someone said, I'm coming to myself. Shout it again. Say, I'm coming to myself. He said, and then the, the boy came to himself and said, wait, I'm a son. Your identity, Pastor Ryan, will then determine where your positioning is. 
Once you know you're meant to be at the top, then being at level one will frustrate you. Some of you guys need some holy anger to come upon you. Holy anger. I mean, you're comfortable with praying how much you've prayed? You're not, you're not a beginner Christian no more. You're not a child no more. We can't feed you milk no more. Now we give you bones now. It's not enough to come to Thursdays. You need to go to Wednesday prayer and Sunday morning service. You need to seek God in a way you've never sought him before. Some holy frustration, some anger must come upon you. Wait. That's what happened to the son. He was sitting down with the pigs and he said, wait. I'm the son of a king. I'm the daughter of the king. Any daughters of the kings in the building right now? This year, God showed me he's raising about 22 young female preachers that are going to preach around the world. God showed it to me. And they're coming from this house. And, and then this is what happened. Is then the, he said, you know what? I can't even go back to my dad's house as a son. So let me go back as a servant, not even a paid servant, just a regular servant. Because the paid servants still get the privileges of being inside the courts. But let me just be a servant from the outside. Let me just be around the king. I, just want, I need to be around where I know that I belong. This year, don't hover around the level you're supposed to be at. Just if you want to go it, just do it. It's the year of exploits. You want to start a podcast? Start the podcast. You want to start a YouTube channel? Start the YouTube channel. You want to release a song? Release the song. You want to travel the world? Travel the world. You want to get married? Get married. We've said too many things. Now it's time to do. It's the year of exploits. Yeah! It's the year of exploits. We got to do. This is the year of doing. We are not just going for level one, but we are going to level two and then going to level three. I see people buying houses. I see people upgrading their cars. I see people going into master's, PhD level, doctorate level. I see three, four houses, five houses. God will do it. Shout yes. So. By the time I'm finished this series, I'm telling you, you'll be frustrated with the level that you are at. You will be frustrated. You will say, why do I keep going in cycles? This is not the way I was designed to live. I am a son, not a slave. Ah. So what happens is he comes to himself. And when he comes to himself, he starts walking home. And as he begins to walk home, the Bible says, then the king, hi king. <laughs> the Bible says, then the king sees the son. And Pastor Obed, this is the craziest part. The, the king runs to meet the son. Come, come. So it means that as the son, oh no, no, stay at level three. As the son was busy trying to ascend and not even to the spotlight of the middle. He wanted to ascend by doing this. Just let me just, let me just, you know, just get on this level. Listen. Don't, don't just don't just settle if you're here be here don't settle for the fringes of a thing be in the center of a thing if you are designed to be a CEO don't just perch and do something small you want to start a business don't just do something small you want to do it do it do it do it do it someone say do it do it some three people around you say do it do it do it do it do it come on just do it just do it just do it yes see Nike understood something they said if we can motivate people then we will win this world Nike said on every clothing we have I have my shoes here just do it when I got the box of my shoes I opened it up there was a card it said just do it I said wow thank you Nike if the church doesn't tell me at least I know Nike you will tell me and I can just do it but thank God you belong to a church that won't just give you spiritual food but will give you motivational language that will give you motivational language Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever and if he had in his word a story of a king coming that means there is a king and he's on the hill and tonight so let me finish up we'll continue next week 
king of the hill. Someone shout king of the hill. Come. So, so he, the king, the king came. This is the, I'm, I'm wrapping up. This is, I'm finishing right now. The, the prodigal son starts to make strides. He says, I'm going to ascend. Uh, I don't know if I'll be accepted. So I'm going to ascend. And I'm, I don't want to let my dad know that I'm coming. So let me just try to sneak myself in. And the Bible says that as the son began to walk, there the king saw. And the beautiful thing, Pastor Ryan, is that the king ran. If you know anything about this scripture and the times that it was written in, you in the historical context, you would understand that kings don't run. Kings don't run. They don't run. It's not a thing. Even now, have you ever seen the king run? King of uh, Swaziland. All these, have you seen them run? Never. Even uh, Otufo in Ghana. He will never run. In fact, he'll drive his Porsche. This year is rich. He won't run. No. But he said in the Bible, it says, but then the king ran. Oh, my gosh. See, this version, NKJV, is not, it's not articulating what happened. It says, he arose and he came to his father. But then when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and, and compassion and what? And then it said, then he what? He ran. And when he ran, what did he do? He fell on his neck. Oh, my God. Hey. He fell on his neck and he kissed him. Do you understand the condition that the son was in? The prodigal son was just with pigs. He was smelly. There were flies all over. Think about it. He probably had one sandal, you know, uh, Air Maxes, sandals. And <laughs> my imagination. You know, it, is, it said just do it. So he thought, okay, if Nike told me I can just do it, then I'll take my Jesus 5000s and I'll begin to walk. And so he began to walk and walk and walk. And as he's walking, he's smelling. He's contemplating. Ah, I shouldn't go. Ah, I don't want to go. 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 But... I'm eating the food the pig is eating. Let me at least get the leftovers for my brother. He's my bro. At least he can slide me, you know. One, two on the side. Ah, should I? Ah, okay, I'm going to go. No, 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 no. I can't go. Okay. On the go. And as he's approaching, the king doesn't give him an arm and say, come up to my level. The king steps down and comes to his level. I don't know how many times God has come to my level. Oh my gosh. I don't know how many times I've failed God. And me thinking, okay, I'm a pastor. I'm in ministry. I'm traveling the globe. I'm making music. We're doing things. So you know what? Even though I feel like I failed my father, I will still try and just ascend anyways. God says, son, in this moment, I don't care if you are the pope. I don't care if you are a priest. I don't care if I gave you that anointing. I'm coming to meet you on your level. Can I tell you something? The king is a king of the hill, but he's not afraid to come down to the valley. He's not afraid to come down to your level. I remember when I first started preaching, I asked God, I said, God, why would you call me to this? Everybody, everybody I know is leaving. Every friend I have is turning their back on me, except for the loyal few. Everybody, everybody that I know wants nothing to do with me. Why? Why would you do that? started ministry I didn't know what to do left from right I didn't even know I'm like I don't know how to preach I don't know how to communicate I just know how to throw parties I don't know how to do anything else I don't I don't I 
don't know how to preach. I don't know how to teach. I barely read my Bible. So why are you calling me to teach your word when I, I can't even teach myself the word? And God says, don't worry, son. If I'm the king of the hill, I'm also the king in the valley. My value doesn't change by the level that I'm on, but yours does. As I bring you up, oh, my value and my royalty does not change. I can be on level one and level three. I'm omniscient, omnipresent at the same time. You know what that means? That means I'm in the valley and on the hill at the same. At the same time. I'm here and there, and at the second level. And I was with you when you were with the pigs. So I saw you doing dirt in the club last night. I met you and helped you while you were driving to church tonight. And as you're trying to ascend, instead of me trying to be boastful up here, I still come down to your level. But don't worry, we're climbing from Alpha to Omega. Can you think back on moments where God stepped down for you? Can you think back? Think back, like think, begin to think. Let's all be on our feet, we're done. Begin to think back, just think. Moments where God came down for you. Came down for you. You thought that because of my status, God's saying, why do you care so much about your status when I don't even care about mine? I'm risking to come down to your level. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Only those with clean hands and pure hearts. The first level is ensuring that your hands and your heart is pure. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. So take this practical, guard your heart. If you take anything from this sermon today, guard your heart. For out of the heart flows the issues of life. Everything that pertains to life flows from your heart. So don't allow just anybody to speak into your life. Yeah, they told you they love you. No, until they can bring you to the altar and bring you before your parents, they don't love you. No, I'm telling you. No. Like, because there is a level of commitment that is needed to even tell somebody's parents. I'm, I'm ready to allow your daughter to join my family or vice versa. There is a level of commitment that's needed. So you can't just allow anything to enter into your heart. Guard it. Guard your life. Guard your heart as you guard your life. The same way many of us, we put our phones in cases with screen protectors and download all these apps. Why don't you do that with your heart? Create a heart protector with a screen on it. So even before an information wants to enter to you, it bounces and reflects off of your screen. It doesn't enter. Your screen becomes a screening process. Thereby which the information that is the word of God. That's why the Bible even says any word of prophecy that comes still test it. Make sure that your spirit will bear witness. I'm preaching too much tonight. Make sure your spirit bears, it's not every word of prophecy that you receive. You have to know the words and the source that you respect. That's why I told you, some of y'all, some of us, the issue is that our authorities and those that are ahead of us, we begin to allow people to poison us by the same place that we eat. So we do number two in the same place that we eat. How will that bless you? That means that your food will be contaminated because even though it comes inside you, it can't sit well. So even though it's meant to land on good ground, it lands on the thorny and stony. And not because your attention is not here, but because your heart has blocked what was meant to bless you. Nick, just a few weeks ago, I prophesied to you. I told you what? I said, this year you're going to meet two guys. I said, to, I prophesied to you last time. You guys remember when I prophesied to him? I said there was a Caucasian male when I was doing the series on the life of Pablo, and that man walked into your life, and now he's helping you. Yes or no? You know the story. Is he helping him? You went to go meet the guy. I prophesied, told you, two people are walking into your life this year. The first guy walked into your life, and what happens? Tell me what he does. And tell me. <laughs> so basically, um, 
it was two, uh, three days before New Year's. Dad texted me at 3 a.m. I know he was just finishing praying. So he texted me. He's like, hey, son, two people are going to meet in your life. They're going to enter your life, and they're going to bless you and elevate you to a new level this year. And obviously, as a son, I received it. Not, uh, shortly after, um, this gentleman that I kind of look up to, he's a celebrity in Hollywood, has a business that does $45 million a year. Um, I've been messaging him on DM, but he never responded to me. And just after dad spoke to me, a week or two later, he DM'd me and invited me actually to go and meet him out in Los Angeles. He's about to meet a man who makes over $45 million in a year. Millions of followers on Instagram. This huge business mogul is reaching out and he's coming from his level. Are you talking? From his level to your level. Why? Because you decided to ascend. I've spoken about a numerous of things, a lot of things tonight. And I know that there's a lot of things that have applied to a lot of people here. Now, our focus for tonight is simple. Kings don't run. But when the father saw the son, he ran. You know what? He embraced him, kissed him, and it begins to see everything that he does. Gives him a ring, gives him a robe over his dirty clothes. That means that God really doesn't care about how you look. He cares about how you look when it comes to him. Specifically this. He looks at, you know what? I see that this is the clothing that you have. But by me putting clothes on you, it's just a symbolic thing. It's not, you. I want people to see what you're wearing. No, no, no. It's a symbolic thing to say that now you belong to my family. So that's why priests wear priestly gowns. That's why pastors have the preacher's collar. It's to represent the occupation that they do. It's the same way that he said, if you're my son, then I put the robes around you, the ring upon you, not so that you can show off, but so that everybody can know your identity. God is about to clothe some people with some royal gowns in this place. Hey, would you stretch forth your hands to begin to pray to God? God, he's come from his hill. He's the king of the hill, but he's the king in the valley. He's coming to you right now. Come on, reach out to him right now. He's coming to your level. He's meeting you halfway. Reach out to him right now. That's it. Come on. That's it. That's it, man. That's it. Woo! Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. I'm not wasting time tonight. Listen, you know your hands are dirty. You know your heart has been poisoned. Come to this altar real quick. Real quick. You know, you know, you know, you know. Uh, my hands. I've touched some things I wasn't supposed to touch. I watched some stuff I wasn't supposed to watch. I went to some places I wasn't supposed to go. My heart is poisoned and my hands are clean. Like, my hands aren't clean. Come on. You know that you know that you know that you need God. You've been, you've been with the pigs in the pen. But you know you need God to come and meet you. Come on. Come down to this altar. There's room all over this place. Come on, Charles. Sing this out. Purify my heart. I want to burn. I want to burn for you. Only for you. Only for you. Clean my hands one more time. Purify my heart.
sacrifice. Stretch your hands to heaven all over this place. Yeah. It's symbolic. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to be constant. You're refined. The refined. I want to be consumed The refine The refine I want to be consumed The refiner I want to be consumed Father Every hand that is raised in this place I pray God that there will be a supernatural cleansing in their hearts I pray that there will be a supernatural cleansing of their hands. I pray even God right now as their hands are stretched. Father, those that think that they can't come to you. Those that think, God, I'm too dirty for you. I'm too dirty to come to your kingdom. Lord God, I pray that you will let them know that you're coming down from your throne just to spend time and hug them. Father, in this moment, let your presence begin to hug people in this room. Lord God, purify us. Purify us under the fire, purify us with your glory, purify us in the wind, purify us in the water, purify us. Let there be a purification happening right now. Let there be a cleansing happening right now. For some of you right now, God is cleansing you. God is cleansing you right now. He's cleansing you in the name of Jesus. I want you to take one deep breath in when I count, and we're going to do it three times. And we're going to use this symbolically as a way of emptying out what is in our hearts, the poison in our hearts. One, two, three. Let's take a deep breath in and out. One more time. In and out. Last time. In and out. Father, thank you that right now. <laughs> Ooh, some of you guys even feel light right now. There's a purification that's happening. Purification. Now, as you go, I don't want you to forget this. Guard your heart. There were some people you won't be able to have conversations with. There are some things your hands cannot touch. Because this year you've made it a point to ascend the hill. To ascend the hill. As you go, I pray that God will give you the grace, the unction, the power, the anointing to remain in him. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. God bless you as you go back to your seats. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some glory in this place. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. We hope that God blessed you through this word, and we hope that you can be a partner, subscribe, and share with your friends. We can't wait to see you next time. God bless you.